Good morning, Rabbi. I can't believe what I just heard. Shmuley Lemmer. I don't know how old he is. He's from Kensington. I don't know. Let's say he's 15, 16 years old. He just drove in from the mountains to Kensington so that he could watch the seam and be by the seam, and he's going right back to camp. That's incredible, Rabbi. Great to see you, Shmuley. Today's shear is being sponsored by Usher Amer. For Yitzchok Isaac Ben Roza, Rosa, Shmuel Elia Ben Roza, Gitl Bas Roza, Asher Ben Roza, Esther Shein Bas Roza, Yochev Bas Roza, for the success, Panusa, Shidichim, and health. Uh, that's what it says here, Shidichim and Panusas. He's a Hasidic Shein Geman, you'll see him. What's very interesting, and this is the whole point of tonight's Siyam, is to get to know our Chaveirim, our Mishpacha, and you're going to get to see who Asher is. You'll see in the video, say, oh, that's Asher Eimer. And health with you and all your team with great success to the whole Klai Yisrael Umayn. This is, I, I don't have my, my other printer broke, so it's two things on one page. Gilsom Bat Rina, this is from Harry Shalom. What is that? I don't know. Rafur Shleima? I don't know. Gilsom Bat Rina. Next. Ooh, this one is out of place. Hold on, hold on. We gotta do something here. Tech team to come and set this up for me. Woo! All right. Uh, anonymously, for Hatzlochim Parnosa, and that Akush Borhu let me be able to make Aliyah. Amen. For continue Hatzlochim to Rebelli and the whole crew. Amen. So, four sponsors today. This goes right over here. Real quickly, uh, seems fast approaching. Exciting, exciting stuff. Today, tonight, in Eretz Yisrael. This afternoon in America and around the world, over a hundred different locations. Some of them have 50 plus people, some of them one, like in Stockholm, Sweden, just one person, Stephen. We have over 107 video clips. Raboyasai, that means it's a lot of time. I didn't realize how long it is. It's over three hours, the program. You could, you could do as you wish, you could shut it off, turn it on later, watch the rest on YouTube, do whatever you want. I'm just telling you, this is the program, it's a very, we're going to come out with the program. <laughs> I know, it, it's, it's difficult to hear. Now, I was supposed to speak all the way at the end, we might move, they might move me into a different slot somewhere in the middle. Uh, I was supposed to do the seum, but Baruch Hashem, somebody bought up the seum, and we were able to convince him to actually do the seum. So I won't have the opportunity to speak then, so we'll see. I don't really want to speak. The whole point of the seum is to get to know the other guys. So don't look at it as, oh, a bunch of speeches. About it's just to get to know who's Asher Amer, who's, who's Kalman from Five Towns. You guys know who Kalman from Five Towns is, what he looks like, how he is. It's just a schmack to see all our chaveri. We're going to hear live from Ellie Dykeman. Ellie, you're speaking? Somebody's speaking by you guys. Only six, seven live speeches, etc. Okay, so be there. Don't forget to change your names on the, on the Zoom, on the bottom. But boys, I, I was pushing off this email for a long time because every time I read it, I cry. And I'm hoping I'm not going to cry now. I read it a bunch of times. I'm davening. I'm not going to cry. We're going to make it through in one piece. But it's a, it's a very powerful email. I'd like to read it to you. He asked me not to say his name. Dear Rebelli, as you read Barak's email, so Barak's email was about how in school, he, he, he worked really hard to do well on a test, 
and they failed him by a, a half a point, and, and therefore he had to do summer camp, he, he missed summer camp, he had to work hard, he closed the Gemara from that point on, and it took him, I forgot how many years, 30 years, uh, 25 years, to come back and join the Shir. As you read Barak's email, I thought you should know that sadly there are so many other scenarios just like this. Unfortunately, too many Rebbeim can ruin the students' lives with just a few words. It's sad to think that Nachman Seltzer could fill multiple books with these stories. Um, yeah, and you know, it's not just Rabbeim, it's parents. We're all guilty of this. You say one word <coughs> to a kid, you don't know what you do to his life. I'm including my story below. If you decide to read it, please leave out my name so I don't need anyone to put pieces together and realize who I am, refer, who I'm referring to, and no need to publicly shame him. In elementary school, I was never a great learner when it came to any of the Hebrew subjects. However, I always applied myself 100% my best. When I started high school at age 14, 99% of the kids came from one school, and I was the only new kid in the class. It was just a few weeks into school, and I was still trying to find my place to fit and make friends. It was then that my Rebbe decided to give a quiz on a few pages of Gemara we learned. He said that the quiz will be given the following week on Daf Yud, Omer Aleph. As I was never great with Gemara and wanted to do my best, my parents hired a Bismarck Bachar to learn and review with me. I poured my heart into it, learning daily with my new Chavrusa, and by the end of the week, I felt confident that I knew the daf cold and was ready for the test. The day the quiz arrived, I eagerly took my paper from the Rebbe, filled in my name at the top, and was ready to fill in the answers. It was then that my heart sank. I accidentally heard that the quiz was given on daf Yud Omed Aleph, while in fact, it was on daf Yud Aleph Omed Aleph. There were three questions on the quiz, and I didn't know a single answer. I tried my best. But I knew that I failed. The next day, my Rebbe came to class in a bitter mood. He said that the whole, as a whole, our class did poorly. He then lifted my test up in the air for everyone to see. It had my name written clear as day on top of the page with a big fat red zero next to it. But to get a mark like this, he continued, you have to be a retard. It's a long email. Maybe I should skip around here. But it's not such a long daf. The whole class turned and looked at me. Remember my face burning red like a zero. And wanted my body to sink to my desk. At recess time, I walked home from school and told my parents I was never going back. To cut a long story short, my Rebbe was eventually forced to apologize, but I was still labeled as a retard. I never attempted to learn Gemara again, nor pass any of my Gemara tests throughout the rest of high school. Baruch Hashem, I did not go off to Derech. And I'm married to, to a wonderful wife, five amazing children. You see, starting to choke up here. Only at the age of 37, due to my wife's coaxing, that I finally let go of my decades-long hatred and pure animosity towards this Rebbe. I go to Shurim occasionally and enjoy learning Parsha. I knew that Gemara wasn't for me, and therefore Daf Yomi was not something I would ever do. Sure, I was jealous of those people that did Daf and finished Shas, but I knew that it's just not for me, as my Rebbe already labeled me for life. Ooh. I live in New York. I was able to attend the Rabbi when I first read this. I cried like a baby, like out loud, in my house. I, Baruch Hashem, nobody was here. Second time I cried, not so loud. Third time, hopefully, uh, I'm doing okay, no? I live in New York and was able to attend the live Daf Yomi Shurim this past year. Even though it was bitter cold, I went since my father does Daf and I wanted to support him. When they asked the Milam to stand up, my father stood up and his face was beaming. He was so proud of himself and so was I. They learned Gemara for seven and a half years, wow. At the same time, I too wanted to be able to stand up. The kids are, so I turned to the internet, found the solution. Baruch Hashem, I came across the Shurim and was magically hooked from day one. True, maybe I don't understand all the sugis in depth, but as you say, it's about the yomi, not the daf. My wife saw this new change in my, my, my renewed zeal for learning. She quickly blocked out my schedule for work from 2.15 to 3.15 Eastern Standard Time with specific instructions that I should not be disturbed. This way, I can join this year live and Baruch Hashem a bit going strong. If you would have told me last year that I would soon be learning Gemara daily, I would never have believed it. But Rebelli, you make the daf so accessible and enjoyable, where everyone is welcome and included. I cannot thank you enough, and finally at age 40, 
I can proudly say that I actually am Kavei Itam Atayra. Every single day. I'm super excited about our upcoming Siyam. It took me 25 years to get past the stigma by my Rebbe labeled me with, I regret that I let him get to me and that I held him to me for so long. I thank Hashem for letting me find Yashir for everyone that works hard behind the scenes. Again, I thank Hashem for letting me find Yashir for everyone that works hard behind the scenes and for my parents and my wife that pushed me to learn Torah daily for the past eight months. May you and your entire family to unlimited brachas both in this world and in by the way, he's one of the 107 videos. You're not going to know who he is, but he's on there. You'll know him. Fine. Rabbi Sai, we are holding on Daf. Today's Daf Zayin. Oh, so we have to do a little review here. We're holding on the top of Daf Zayin Omid Aleph. It's in the middle of a sugya, so we'll do it real quickly. Mm. Not so bad. Okay. We had a machloikis Rabin Shmuel. What happens if you have a bent mavoi? According to Rav, a bent mavoi is considered mefulosh. It's considered that goes through and through, and therefore you must do something serious like a tzurah in the center, in the bend. Shmuel says it's not a mefulosh, it's considered as it's closed off a dead end, and therefore. I see a couple of people wiping away tears. That's good. Therefore, if this is a, a dead end, you don't have to do anything. According to one Shana Rashi, according to another Shana Rashi, you put a little lechi and you go weiter. So who's machmer here? Rav. Rav is very machmer. He says you need to put a tzuras pesach It's considered mefulosh. A bent mavo is considered mefulosh. You have to put a lechi, a tzuras pesach Then the Gemara comes up with another case. These are tears. My father-in-law is an ear, nose, and throat guy. He said that when you cry, they'll come out of your nose a little bit. Fine. So, Nachamol. If you consider it a mafulash, this is a mafulash, a rishus around that goes through and through, then you have to do something serious. Take drastic action. That is a tzur pesach on one end and a lechi on the other end. So, Rav says it's very serious. Now, it comes the Gemara with another case. Very similar case. It's bent. But bend twice. One bend here, one bend here. What do you do? So Gemara says in Arda, they did two chumras. They decided that this is considered a mafulish, like Rav. Rav is machmer, mafulish. But once it's mafulish, they jumped to Shmuel's camp, and Shmuel holds that if it's mafulish, it's not enough to do a tzurus pesach. You need a serious door. So they put in doors on the bends. One door here, one door here. Over here, they did a lechi or kaira, lechi or kaira. So the Gemara asks, how in the world could you take two chumras? Is that allowed? Take a chumra of Rav and say that's considered a mafulish. Because according to Shmuel, it's not mafulish, you don't have to do anything. Once I say it's mafulish, then I'm going to go to Shmuel and say, okay, but Shmuel, what do you hold? If it was, theoretically, if it was mafulish, what's that lacha? Shmuel says you need doors. Oh, put doors. So now you're grabbing two chumras. So then the Gemara real quickly says, that you could do, halacha is, so the Gemara brings a bright, halacha is always like Beis Hillel. But if you do like Bishama, it's okay. Isn't that a contradiction? If the halacha is like Beis Hillel, you should do like Beis Hillel. So the Gemara gave two answers yesterday. One answer is before the Baskal. As we're going to see later on, 
A baskel came out and said, Halach is always like Vesilo. But beforehand, if you want to do like Vesham, it would be great. After the baskel, you have to go like Vesilo. That's answer number one. Answer number two, and that's the top of Dav Zainomad Aleph, is that it goes according to Rabbi Shua. There was a baskel. The baskel said, Halach is always like Vesilo. But Rabbi Shua, in the very famous story with Tanarach Noi, when all the G'daylum were against Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer said, he argues on everybody, and he said, I'll prove it from the walls of the Ismerish, they started bending, the water started flowing backwards, and then a baskel came out and said, Allah is like Rabbi Eliezer. And they stood their ground, Rabbi Shua got up and said, we don't care about a baskel. We decide down here what Allah is, not a Baruch Incredible. So everybody's on Rabbi Eliezer's side, besides the Chachamim in this world, and they rule. And they actually put him in Cherim. He wouldn't back down and they put him in Cherim. For the rest of his life, he was Nifter B'Cherim. So the Gemara, Rabbi Yeshua, is the one that holds, you don't listen to Baskel. What about everybody else in our Sugya? Well, everybody holds, you do listen to Baskel when it comes to Basilo. Why? Because Basilo are the majority. The reason why in that Sugya in Baba Mitzvah we don't listen to Baskel is because Rabbi Yezer was a single person. He's a minority. So you don't listen to Abbasco when it comes, Abbasco says, listen to the minority against the majority. We, Dalachas, you go like the majority. But in, in our Mesechta, as we're going to see soon, that Dalachas like Basil, Basco, everybody agrees with that. Besides Rabbi Yeshua. Okay, so, according to Rabbi Yeshua, you go, you could go like Bishama if you feel like, if you want, you go like Basil. Zogdigimara. Biboy Seima. Two lines down. Basically, we're not saying in the machloikis of Bisham Vesil you could do like Bisham if you feel like. It's just saying anytime you have a machloikis Tanoim or if you have a machloikis Amaroim, don't pick, don't be this big makel that grabs on to all the coolest of the world. Uh, this rabbi says you're allowed to eat chol of stam, so I'm going to go like him. And this rabbi says like him. Pick a rabbi and go, be consistent. I eat it. I eat it. I'm forced. I'm trying to convince myself not to in public. Yeah. When I was a bacher, I started being more heter. Ah, there's nothing to eat in yeshiva, and this and that. Listen, there's nothing like a good Haggadah's ice cream, like Hershey. It's very difficult, very difficult. Actually, in Eretz Yisrael, it's not so hard. Baltaiva. I'm Baltaiva. It's another thing you got to work on. My father-in-law, the surgeon, he, he took a big step. He doesn't eat Chal of A lot of people. He's, in his entire life, he grew up Chal of Me, that I grew up in Bnei Brak, who knows? So, Oilam Hafuch. I'm not going to tell you the story about the Lubavitcher, my buddy in, uh, in, in uh, but the Lubavitchers and Chal of Stam, it's the absolute worst. There's no greater Isra in, in their mind than Chal of Stam. Uh, they, they take it as a super, super Chumrah. I'm not going to go there. Different time. <laughs> if you want to hear the story on the side, in private, not online, I'll tell you the story. Crazy story. The guy threw up. I, I gave him a piece of cheesecake by mistake and he realized... He threw it up. It was it was not your volume. Fine. Veloy kechumer demar vechechumer demar. Ella oy kekule demar ukechumer avid. Either you grab, you go with one rav and you do the chumras and the kulos, or you kekule demar kechumer avid. Fine. Says the Gemara, "Mekomel goy kasha." 
But at the end of the day, in this case, right over here, when there's two bends, how did they grab onto Rav into Shmuel? It just, we just learned, you take one Rav and you go Chumrah and Kula. Whatever he does, you do. You can't take both Chumras. That's wrong. Says the Gemara. It's not a problem. They actually did exactly what Rav said. Why? We just said that Rav holds that it's a Mavim of Fulash. If you have two bends, or one bend, two bends, it's considered a wide open Mavim into another Rishus Rav on both sides, and therefore you have to take drastic action. What's a drastic action? Surah Pesach. But they did more than that. They put a door. So why are you telling me that it's like Rav? I'll tell you why. The halacha is, Tzur Sapesach is enough. You put up a little frame, a flimsy little thing that looks like a door. But Ein Marim Kain, don't tell people about it. That's the halacha between me and you. Between me and the Tamid Chachamim. In public, go out and tell everybody, put up a door. So Rav is the one that says put up a door. So when they put up a door in Nahardah, they actually did exactly what Rav said to do. Yes, halachically, in a sefer, he wrote down in small letters, you don't have to put up a door, you could use a tzursa pesach, but what he told the oilam is, put up a door, I want you guys to be machmer, I don't want any problems coming in, I don't want people to be relaxed, put up a door. But there's Rav Ada, says that Rav never said to put up a door. Rav said, the halacha is he put up a tzursa pesach, and you stick with the tzursa pesach. Now what? Michael Amemar. Omar Av Shizvi. Kilo Yavdino Kikhumri de Beitre. When don't you do two Khumras? Hikhudasatra Adavi. When they're in complete contradiction to each other. Kigoin Shidra Vigul Goilas. So you remember this chart, right? The second thing over here is Saira, that a bone is metama the size of a barley. A bone of a dead person, if you touch it, even the size of a kernel of a barley, which is nothing. Think about a piece of chont, a tiny barley in a chont, before it's blown up with water. That's how big. But there's another halacha. The halacha is that, that the bone, the size of a barley, is not metama boil. We said, it's only metama b'mago b'mas, if you touch it, or if you move it. But it doesn't have the power to put tum in the entire room. What does have power to put tum in the entire room? There's a few things. If you have most of the bones of the body, or if you have a spine, an intact spine with all the vertebrae, or a skull. So let's talk about the spine for a second. We'll focus on the spine. Because it's, it, it, you can figure it out, it's a little easier to, to realize. You see over here there's an X, there's one vertebrae missing, right over here. One vertebrae missing. This is a, this is a, a, a spine of a cow. The Allah says Beishamai. Beishamai argued with Beishil. They say that if you have one vertebrae missing, the behemoth is kosher. In other words, it's a kula. Tremendous kula. The animal is not a trefa. One of the 70 trefas of an animal is that it's missing a vertebrae. How many vertebrae need to be missing according to Bishamai? Two. One is not a problem. Kosher. But if you flip that around and you look at a dead person, then it's metama oil hames. That means if one vertebrae is missing from a human spine, it's, a, it's an intact spine. 
and then it creates Tumah in a house. So that's a tremendous Chumrah. That same halacha, one vertebrae, is a massive kulo when it comes to eating an animal, because I could eat this animal even though it's, a, it's not a trefa. It only is missing one vertebrae. On the other hand, it's a tremendous chumrah because on a human spine, it creates tumah ba'ayl. And it's matama everything in the room because it's an intact spine. It's only missing one vertebrae. It's as if it's a full, ver- it's a full spine. So here you have a kula and a chumrah. Says the Gemara. When you take, if I would take the Chumrah of Beis Shammai and say that the house is Tomei Ba'ayal Ames, and I take the Chumrah of Beis and say that this animal is Treif, then, then, then I'm, doing chumr, I'm, I'm contradicting myself. I'm using Chumras that are in contradiction with each other. I can't be a big tzaddik here. I'm saying that this animal's treif and this house is tamay. That's a contradiction. And if I use the two kulas, then I'm a rasha. Then I'm saying that I could, I could, the, the house is not tamay and the animal is kosher. Then I'm a rasha. I'm doing two kulas that are contradictory to each other. Says the Gemara, this na'an, So if you have a shidra, a spine, and a gogolis and a skull that are missing, vikama, how much is a chesar b'shidro? Vishama yorim In order for it to be missing and not incomplete, it has to be missing two vertebrae. Ubeisilayim rim chuliachas, it's enough, one. Ubegogolis, and what about a skull? Vishama yorim kimeloi magdeach, the size, if it has a hole, the size of a drill. Ubeisilayim kadeshi natal menachavi yomos. It's smaller than a drill. It's uh, the size of a cella. Now you take that exact halacha, a vertebrae, and, and, a, and a skull, and bring it over to an animal. So now it's a contradiction. So if it's a contradiction, I can't do both. I can't use both as a contradiction. Not good. Hold on one second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not that much better. Okay. Sorry, YouTube. Crooked. Zog the But thanks for... Somebody should point it out to me. Especially when my collar's like this. You know, something. Says the Gemara. But in our case, it's not a contradiction. It's not a big deal. Be machmer like Rav to say that a bent mavoi is considered mafulish, wide open on both sides of the Shusravim, and you need to do something about it. And say like Shmuel that if you need to do something about it, you'll put a door up. It's not a contradiction. You're not ruining anything. So you machmer. You're big tzaddik. You machmer. You put a door instead of a Tzuzapesta. Nothing happened. You're not eating treif. Before, if you're going to be makel, you're going to be eating treif. Before, if you're being makel, you're saying everything in your house is, is, is tummy. Over here, you're not doing anything. Ask the Gemara of the Sasra Adodi Loyavdinon. Wait a minute, I have a case where there is a contradiction and the person was makbid on everything. So, going back to Brachas, and we had this many times, but it's Kedai 
to repeat this, not that this is important to the sugya, but when you have fruit, you have to take trumas and maestras. So it starts off, you take first truma gdoyla, and you give it to the kaya, and it's 2%. Then you go up, the next thing is you give maisa risha, whatever is left over. So you have 98%, you take 10% of that, and you give that maisa risha to a levy. The third thing you do is, and then the levy says, he takes trumas maestra, he gives from whatever, his 10%, he takes 10% of his 10%, and gives it to the kaya. But step three is called Meiser Shani. Meiser Shani, this green guy, goes to the own owner. The owner takes off 10%, and he, he eats it himself, but he has to bring it to Yerushalayim. He takes 10% of his fruit, brings it to Yerushalayim, and eats his fruit there. And if it's too heavy for him, he could transfer it to cash, bring the cash to Yerushalayim, and buy a stake. Do whatever he wants with the money over there. That only in year one, two, four, five. But in year three and six, you, we switch out the Meiser Shani to Meiser Ani. You have to give 10% to the poor person, not to yourself. Oh, so happened to Meiser, says the Gemara, that Rebbe Kiva was on Shvat, Rishchai the Shvat, in the third year. Now the third year should typically be Meiser Ani, should go to the poor person. But when? When does the year switch? It's not like a typical year that switches on Rosh Hashanah. We're talking about trees. Trees have their own Rosh Hashanah. The first Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah, you probably all learned it in Cheder. The first Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah discusses when is a tree, Tu Bishvat or Ish So he happened to be on the first day of Shvat. And he wasn't sure, is the halacha like Beisilel or halacha like Bishamah? So he did both. So he was on the first day of Shvat, and he wasn't sure if it was Rosh Hashanah for the trees yet. And therefore, if it's Rosh Hashanah for the trees, he has to give Meiser Ani. Or perhaps, it's not Rosh Hashanah yet. Rosh Hashanah is only on Tu Bishvat. And he's 15 days beforehand. So it's real still in the second year. The second year, he gave Meiser Shani. So he gave both, Meiser Ani and Meiser Shani. He was Machmer. Oh, so you see that Rebbe Kiva was Machmer, even though it's a contradiction. It can't be both. It's either Meiser Shani or Meiser Ani. How can it be both? Says the Gemara... He did two meisers. It's a very simple answer. Rebbe Kiva simply didn't remember who says what. He wasn't sure what Beisil said. What Beisil said. He wasn't sure if Beisil said Rosh Hashanah Lilano is on two Bishvat or is Beisil that said that. He didn't know. And nobody was there to answer him. So therefore he did both. Therefore, he grabbed two chumras. Says the Gemara. Yosef Rav Yosef Kamei the Ravuna of Yosef Kalmar. Rav Yosef sat in front of Ravuna and he said, Omer Rav Yehuda, Omer Rav. Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav. Again, famous Rav Yehuda was a Talmud of Rav and Shmuel. So he says in the name of Rav. We're going back to a mother of Mufulash. Where's the picture of mother of Mufulash? Here's a typical mother of Basically, a street that goes through and through. And we had one cheetah yesterday that says you put a tzurusa pesach down here. And up here, you can put a lechi or kaira. Tzurusa pesach, lechi. And then we had Rav Hananya that says in the name of Beishamai and Beisilel, either you need two doors 
or one door. But you definitely need one door. Machloikis says, according to Bishai, you need a second door on the other side. And according to Bishai, you can put a lechi on the other side. This whole machloikis, says the Gemara, is only bisrat yimikan, bisrat yimikan. Uplat yimikan, uplat yimikan. Sorry, this is not a good picture. Erase this. This is Arusha Sarabha. Let's go to another picture. Here. This, by the way, comes from the new Sefer. Beautiful pictures from Kalal Shon. You can see up here, there's a highway. Here's a highway. Here's the city. And here's just a bunch of dirt. This is a bika. So the Gemara says, if there's a highway here and a highway here, then you have a machloikas, do you put the Tzuritz HaPesach over here and a Lechi over here? It's because there's two highways on both sides of the Mavoy. There's a Mavoy running right through and there's a highway here and a highway here. However, but if it's like in this picture, where instead of having a highway down here, you have a bunch of open dirt. You see all this, this area right here? Uh, like that. You see the dirt? And here's the highway on the top. Then there's no machloikas. It's only when the mavo is sandwiched by a highway. Highway going this way, highway going that way, or they're both going the same way, but they sandwich the mavo in between. But if there's only one end that has a highway, and the other end has a bika, what's a bika? A carmelis, it's a rishus derabanon, it's just a wide open area, it's not a rishus derabim, but it's not a rishus ayachet, it's a carmelis. What if it's sandwiched by Bika, Carmelis on both sides? You see the city? Beautiful. This, this uh, computer-generated picture, the, the beautiful pictures. They might, it might be too big for the screen, but it's nice stuff. There's no doors. Forget about Basil, Bishamai, one door, two doors. No need for doors. One Surah Pesach. One lechi, and that's it. So the Gemara asks the very obvious, simple question. If you tell me in this case, where there's a highway over here, you could get away with a lechi and a tzurza pesach. So certainly, this case, where, there's, where it's sandwiched by two bikas. Why do I need to tell me this case? This is completely extra. Even if there's a highway, instead of if you replace one of these bikas with a rishus harabim, you could still get away with a tzuris ha-pesach. Certainly, if, you, if there's a, a, another bika, a tzuris ha-pesach should be okay. He's telling us another thing. If there's a highway on one end and a caramel is on the other end, it's exactly like as if there's a bika and a bika. It's just telling me one halacha. It's not telling me two halachas. So why did he even mention something about Rosh Hashanah? To tell me, listen, even if there's a Rabbim, I could still, I could still, I could still put a Tzuras Pesach even on the other side. You see, in this case, with Rosh Hashanah here and a bika here, where do I put the Tzuras Pesach? Look what they did. They did very nicely, actually. There's a chachman. What they did, they put the Tzuras Pesach on the easy way. On the bika side, because that's okay. You don't need to put the tzuris pesach by the rishus rabim side. That goof is a chiddush here. Even if you have rishus rabim, I could put a tzuris pesach wherever I feel like it. On the rishus rabim side, on the bika side, not a problem. 
Now, here comes a little bit of a sugya. Before we said Rav Yehuda, Rav Yosef is saying over in the name of Rav Yehuda, who said it in the name of his Rebbe. Right? Rav Yehuda Omar Rav. And now says Rav Yosef, I heard something from Rav Yehuda without any names at all. I don't know if he said it in the name of Rav. I don't know if he said it in the name of Shmuel. And it's a big difference. Why? Here's the halacha. Six words. We have this picture from Kalal Hashan. Here's a mavoi that goes into a rechava. Rechava is like a yard, like an open courtyard. It's not a private usage place. It's, I forgot what the Arshu calls it, a, not a backyard, but a back lot, they call it. A back Back lot. I like that lotion. It gives it a little bit more of structure. If it's a backyard, what do you do in a backyard? You make a barbecue there. There's a lot of usage going on in the backyard. And we're going to be talking about a chatzar. This is different than a chatzar. So here's the picture from, I actually like these pictures better for us. Right now they're, I think, clearer, especially for the screen. Here's the same idea, but in color. Here's the mavui, and it opens up into the back lot. Behind the back lot, right over here, is another Rishus Rabbim. So what do I have? I have a Mephulosh. I go straight through and through and through, all the way into the Rishus Rabbim. Is this considered a, a Mavi Mephulosh? No. Why? Because there's a Rechava right over here. The Rechava, this back lot, stops the Mephulosh. So what, what Rabbi Yehuda is saying is two halachas here. Very important halachas. Halacha number one is that even though it looks mefulosh and it goes through and through, it's not mefulosh because I have a back lot. The back, the back lot allows me to carry my mavoi. I don't need to do anything. Ain't tzarech klum, says Rabbi Yehuda. I don't need to put a tzurusah pesach over there. I can carry my mavoi and it's not open, it's not considered open through Shusarabim. Halacha number two, he tells me, why in the world do Rabbi Yehuda say this case? That there's a back lot. He should be saying this case. Rabbi said, pay attention to this case because we're going to be discussing this case tomorrow as well. Why does he say green? Chatzar. I'll tell you why. Because Chatzar will ruin it. You won't be able to walk over it. You won't be able to carry over here. Why? Because people use the Chatzar. This is common usage. And there's no Eruv between the two. And since there's no Eruv between the two, so... The chatzar is able to ruin. We're going to discuss it more tomorrow. But if there's an iser for me to go in here, so that iser continues down here, and memela, I cannot use this mavi at all. But if you this case, is where the mavi opens up into a rechava, into a backlot. There's no usage over here. Over here, there's no usage. So therefore, it's mutter for me to walk in here. I don't need an eruv. There is no Erev when it comes to Rechava. How can you make an Erev? Nobody uses it. On the other hand, it's strong enough, this Rechava, to make a stop. There's an invisible wall. There's no Mephulosh. You see the lines here? There's a crossway into Rosh Rabbim. It doesn't count. It doesn't ruin it. I can use this Mavi without any fixing. That's the Halacha. Omer le'ah ba'il Rabbi Yosef. Hod Rabbi Yehuda de Shmuel he. No. It, it, if it had a Rosh Hashanah of that people are using it, 
then you would need an Erev for it. It doesn't have a din of Rishus HaYachet. It just, it's not a Rishus HaYachet, but it has enough power to stop my, my, uh, my what do you call it? My mother be a foolish problem. Hod Rabbi Yehuda Dishmuli says Rabbi Yosef, oh my, sorry, says Abaye to Rabbi Yosef, I want to say that what Rabbi Yehuda just said is halacha, that two things, that the Rehovah has the power to stop the Mephulosh, it's not a Mephulosh anymore, it's not a wide open interruptions around, there's a stop, that's A. B, this diok, we have to make a diok, meaning, the reason why Rabbi Yehuda used Rehovah and not a Chatzar, because a Chatzar would ruin it, it's only Rehovah, in other words, a chatzar would not allow me to carry in a mavoi. Since the chatzar joins up to the mavoi, and I didn't make a sheet of mavois, I didn't make an eruvi chatzeres, into the, into the chatzar, I cannot carry at all in my mavoi. That's the only reason why Rabbi Yudha used the word rechava. Why would he use rechava? It's a weird word, backlat. Use a typical chatzar. If my mavoi goes into the chatzar, and after the chatzar, this is just a rabbin, so he should have said, it's not a mafulash, and I could carry my mavoi. But he didn't say that. He used rechava. Only in a rechava I could carry in the mavoi. In a chatzar I cannot carry in the mavoi. A chatzar ruins it. That could only go, says the Gemara, according to Shmuel. The Shmuel he. Turn to Davzayin on the base, sponsored by Shia Greenfield from Green Star Electrical Contracting. We're almost done with him. It's going to be a new guy on the block. Rishchidosh is coming up soon. Didarav. He cannot go according to Rav. Why? This exact case, this case, that it opens up into a chatzar. What happened? Rav says, A mavui that broke open. So imagine that this, there was a wall over here. It's our case that we just discussed, but the Gemara is explaining how it happened. There's a wall over here in the Mavi. The wall fell down. And then, this also fell down. By the way, this cannot be more than 10 Amas. This is not more than 10 Amas. These are considered just openings, gaps in a Mavi. Not a, not a true opening. Mavi shenivers bimelai lechotzer, less than 10 Amas. Benivers lechotzer kenegdoi, and the opposite wall also broke right over here. So now the Rosh Rabbim goes through and through all the way. It's Mefulash. Chatzar muteres umavoy asur. According to this, we have a major problem. Everything's exactly reverse of what we just said. Rav is saying you could carry in the Chatzar, and the Mavoy is asur. So we understand right now, why is the Mavi Yasser? We're going to understand that the Mavi is Yasser because it's Mufulash. Why can't they carry over here? Because this is a Rosh Hashanah down here, this is a Rosh Hashanah up here, and this is called Mufulash. And if it's Mufulash, you've got to do something about it. You have to put a Tzur Pesach. You have to do something. There's nothing going on here. There's a little Lechi. That's it. So Rabbi says, you're not allowed to carry in the Mavi. What the Gemara is going to tell us is no. The reason why, it still could go according to Rav, says the Gemara in the answer. The reason why he can't carry here is not because it's Mufulash, but because he didn't make an Eruv in the Chatzar. The Chatzar is what's ruining it, not the Rosh Hashanah Let's see inside. It says the Gemara, This case, 
So first of all, what happened to the fact that anything over here blocks and doesn't make him a foolish? You see that doesn't count according to Rav. Problem number two, you're saying that if it's a chatzar, you wouldn't be able to carry in the chatzar, they ruin it for each other. Rav just said, you could carry in the chatzar, you just can't carry in the mavu. So we must say this goes according to Shmuel, not according to Rav. Why is it different than the first case, where it opens up into the, out, the what is it called, the back lot? Omalei, so Rav Yosef tells Abayah, you're right, 100%, I agree with you. I don't even know. There was a story, says Rashi, this is a village of shepherds. Right? Ravasa is a shepherd. Dura de Ravasa. This exact story, the Mavoy broke open into a Rechava, a back lot, not a backyard, a back lot, the brown guy. And they went to Rav Yehuda, the same Rav Yehuda that we're talking about that said this halacha, but he didn't say if he said it in the name of his Rebbe Rav, or did he say it in the name of his Rebbe Shmuel? Then he said, don't worry about it. You don't need a lechi, you don't need a source of Pesach, nothing, zero. And if you're going to ask a big question from what we just said, the Rav says that you cannot walk in the Mavoy, not a problem. In other words, Rav Yosef agrees to Abaya that this halacha that Rav Yudah said cannot be going according to Rav, could only be going according to Shmuel. Says the Gemara, no, I have a way out of it. Very simple. Let me explain to you. The reason why I can't walk from the Mavoy into the Chatzar is not because it's a Mavoy Mufulash. Not because that I view it as if the Mavoy goes through and through. There's a Rosh Hashanah on one side. Uh, where's that other one? In this case. Okay. The reason why, according to Rav, I can't walk here is not because there's just a Rabbim here and there's just a Rabbim here and I view it as one long Mavim foolish. So what is the reason? Very simple. If you make an Eruv, I can walk in the Mavoy. If I make an Eruv between these two guys, between the Chatzar and the Mavoy, so I can walk here. The first case that we had in Ahmed Aleph, Rabbi Yehuda's case, he says that there's a back lot. And he says you don't have to do anything. Why? Because there's no Eruv when it comes to a backlot. A backlot is it. It's as if there is already an Eruv. There is an Eruv. Because nobody uses it. It's not used. So if it's not used, so they, they don't ruin it. You could just walk from Mavi to, to Rechava. So a Rechava that doesn't have an Eruv and a Chatzar that does have an Eruv, you could walk in the Mavi no problem. The reason why this case, Rav says you can't walk in the Mavi is because there's no Eruv in the Chatzar. Very simple. The Rav, the Rav, not below Kasha. Kancha Eru b'nei Chatzar and b'nei Mavoy. Kancha Le Yirvu. There's simply no Eru. So why does he mention the word Rosh Hashanah? Who cares? The whole thing is between these guys. Did he make Eru? Did he not make Eru? Very simple, says Rashi. I'm just telling you another Chiddush. Even though there's a Rosh Hashanah here, and many people decide to walk through here, even without permission, let's say, it doesn't ruin it. You're allowed to walk here in the Chatzar. I can make an Erev in the Chatzar. Don't worry about the Rosh Hashanah. But that's a side point. The point is, I need to make an Erev. And if you don't make an Erev, I cannot walk in 
the Mavli. Tomorrow's Amud over here, the whole sugya, is going to be discussing what was the Havamina and beautiful stuff. Rabbi Sai, Bezer Hashem, we'll see everybody tonight on Zoom. Please remember to switch your name to your location. It's the same Zoom as we're doing right now. It's the same uh, link. Tell your friends about it. It's a tremendous, tremendous program. We're going to have so many beautiful speeches from so many different people, even just to get to know each other. It's unbelievable. Just to get to know different people from different states, different countries, different... It's amazing stuff. And you have Charlie Arari. You have Rabbi Sacha Friend. You have Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson. You have Rav Gav. You have Rabbi Shushan from California. Great stuff. Rabbi Isai, trust me, it's Kedai. If you can't, if you have ADD and can't do all three plus hours, you can do it later. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer as the MC. The kids are a lot of nice surprises. So, oh, is there a surprise for me? That also? <laughs> Can't wait. Rabbi Sai, it's going to be Gishmak. Really, it's going to be Gishmak. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, everybody. Rabbi said that was no one fixed. It was up till two something in the morning at least. I don't know. I know that he's working on the schedule that's coming out. So he said, That's because he got two hours sleep. You'll have to forgive him for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I hope it. No rain. Is there any rain in New York today? How's the weather in New York? A lot of rain coming up. No, you're joking. Yosef, Yosef. Rebezra, Rebezra Abrams from Australia. Are you going to be up? I want to know. Are you going to be there or not going to be there? Where is he? He jumped away from my screen. Look at the participation. Oh, here he is. Hold on. What does Ezra say from Australia? It's coming in slow because it's from Australia. Hold on. What? What did you say? 2 a.m. I think it's 3 a.m. by you. Listen, oh the truth is, all you need to do is get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. You'll still be way, you'll have so much more to watch. You don't even have to get up at 3. <laughs> yeah, uh, but if you want to see the seam, the seam, the seam is around 4 a.m. by you. 4 a.m. Oh, I'll see you. I'll see you, Rabbi. Rabbi, she's like his own.
supposed to be like the actual scene. I th I I think it was like an hour in or something. It's going to be around nine ten nine fifteen. The actual scene. Hour fifteen minutes into the program. Four fifteen four fifteen a.m. in Australia. Hop around some sleep, Ezra. Go to sleep right now, my friend. Go to sleep. Great day, Rev. Bernard. Who is that? Was that Moshe Apter or Akiva? Moshe Apter. From Toronto. Zaykazon. Have a great day, Moshe. Montreal. Oh, Montreal, Montreal, sorry, Montreal. Oy. How could I say? No, you're fine. No, he's not. Rabbi Twersky from Chicago? Uh, wake up early in the morning and be exhausted. What do you think? That's what, what we do. What, what thing I'm doing now? One o'clock in the morning, working and listening to this year. Gonna be up all night. Yeah. All night. Like yeah. Shabbat Shalom. Rabbi said, "Don't sacrifice." If we if we sacrifice, you have to sacrifice. All of us stayed up because there's no Sunday shir. There's no shir tonight, so we stayed up for the late one, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, Rabbi. I know shir tonight. I forgot to mention. No shir tonight. All right, you'll have to get up soon. I wanted to ask you, Jay, there was something about you last night. I wasn't sure if it was you. No, no, you, you, you quoted somebody. You were ready enough when I had five talks. You were saying, is that related to you? He said, it's my grandfather that's not the only Oh, 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 right, right. I think I know who that is, but it's not, it's not, not connected to me. Okay, but you do know who it is. Okay. Okay. Okay, thanks. I think I may know who it is, but it's not connected. I mean, somebody, a, a, a fellow boss from the city, he must be, a little bit older than me, 